Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and I count it a blessing and an honor to be with you on this episode number 60 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, this is the first week of our new year, and we're going to take a look back over some lessons that I have learned over 2016, and we're going to go with one today, and that is applying the golden rule. So yes, go ahead and take this time to get your notebooks, your Bibles, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blaine encourages you, is coming to you with a lesson from Luke chapter 6, verse 31. That's what's coming up next. Happy New Year, BCU family! Yes, you know, we praise God for the blessing of new mercies that are renewed daily and how those days brought us to 2017. We here at BCU certainly do pray God's blessings for you now and in the days to come for a spiritually enriched, blessed, and prosperous 2017. So in our last post, I promised that we do a reflection or a countdown of things that had happened in 2016, and I would like to make good on my word. What I noticed that happens when we go from December of one year into January of the next, we automatically seem to think that whatever happened that previous year just sort of goes away. And that's that's not so. I, I don't agree with that thought process, and I'll tell you why. Whatever it is that we went through in previous years, and right now we're talking about 2016, whether it was a challenge or a triumph, there are lessons that God taught. And in the spirit of being a doer of the word, as James chapter 1 reminds us, we need to recall those lessons in order to sustain us in the battles that we'll face this year and to help us to walk to through our victory. So what we'll plan to do for the month of January is focus on a lesson learned in 2016 so we can apply it going forward. And when I say we, you all know that I mean myself included. I'm still working on this walk, striving toward perfection with the help of the Lord. So let's start with what the world calls quote unquote, the golden rule. I'd like to call it what it is. And that's the word of God. And it comes from Luke chapter six, verse 31. And as you would want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. Now, I have to say, BCU family, that is a very easy read. It's easy to read. And it's very easy to apply this scripture when we're being treated properly. But does that verse get trampled underfoot when we are not being treated well? Case in point, 
With the help of the Lord and only his help, whenever I have to make a telephone call to contact a customer service rep or when I'm at the market and it's my turn to be waited on, typically I will greet the person with a smile, a how are you, my name, so on and so forth, small talk, things along those lines. I am totally aware that it's not easy dealing with the public all day, whether you're on the telephone or whether it's in person. You know, you've got shortages in inventory and, you know, folks that have called out. So now you have extra work that's heaped on you, rude customers or rude clients. So all of those things can affect the person I'm speaking to. It can affect their day. So I try to be the customer that brings some pleasantness. And truly, I thank God for that attitude, BCU family. That's all him and none of me. Uh, The thing is, is that when I am giving out all of this wonderful pleasantness or when the Lord is working through me, I should say, I expect wonderful pleasantness in return. Now, most of the time, I do get that. Most of the time, I do. But there are many times that I do not. Instead, I'll get the dry high, the face that reads, why are you talking to me? I'll get that one word answer to my question. Yep. Nope. When I really need an essay type answer, or perhaps I don't get any response whatsoever. Maybe the things are being thrown in a bag haphazardly or the cashier is talking to their neighbor while they're cashing me out. Maybe they answer with an I don't know. And that I don't know really says, and I'm not going to look it up either unless you ask me to do it. And then (laughs) one of the things that I like the least is when I am looking for a writing utensil, need a pen to sign the, the charge slip or what have you, and the cashier puts the pen down on the counter or gives me my change back or my card back or whatever it is on the counter rather than handing it to me. Listen, I'm going to stop here because the list, it could go on and on. <laughs> so as these things are happening... The thoughts that may run through my head as I'm silently seething probably go something like this. You know, all this hard-earned money that I'm actually spending here. Really? This is happening? Is this really happening? Lord, I don't know who she thinks she is looking at me in that tone. Lord, why is he not answering the question? Did, Did I not just greet you nicely? I I might just have to get the manager on this thing. You know, what is their issue? So while all that's playing out in my head, you know, then the temptation comes to want to respond in a very sharp tone, give a look that says, I'm not the one, or ask the question, am I bothering you right now? Or sometimes I just want to loudly plop that pen back down on the counter and retaliation. How many of you have thought some of the things that I said? How many of you have actually done it? Yep, me too. 
Secondly, while we may be very justified in feeling wronged for being mistreated, let's take a look at what Luke 6, 31 says. And as you would want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. In other words, our behavior as people of God must remain consistent with the word of God that tells us to treat people like we would want to be treated rather than how they treated us. Now, I know that this can be a tough one for the flesh, yet we need to be obedient to the word of God on this. Why, Blen? Why? Why? There are uh, quite a few answers to that why. Let's take a look at three reasons. Number one, believe it or not, the situation is taken care of. Now, mind you, BCU family, let me say to you that anytime we are treat, being treated incorrectly, it's wrong. There's no justification for that whatsoever. I know that, you know that, and more importantly, God knows that. There is nothing that happens that surprises him, escapes his knowledge, or his memory. And because God is a righteous judge, he knows when, where, and in what way to balance the scales. Romans chapter 12, verse 19 says, to avenge not yourselves. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. He will handle it. We've got his word on that. Point number two is mercy and compassion. So our flesh may long to see someone get their just due. We have to remember the unforgiving servant in Matthew chapter 18. Now we talked about the unforgiving servant in some previous posts and podcasts, but let me summarize the parable for you. So Jesus tells us about a servant who owed his leader 10,000 talents. Now that servant could have never paid that money back in probably 10, 12, 14 lifetimes. It was a lot of money, huge sum. But that servant, he begged for mercy. He asked for mercy and that debt was forgiven. That same servant turned around, went out and found one of his friends that owed him 100 pence, okay? And demanded to be paid. That friend, he asked for mercy. And rather than granting mercy, that servant who was just forgiven threw his friend into prison until the debt was paid. Now, there are two or three ways that we can go here, but suffice it to say that the unforgiving servant, see how he took matters into his own hands? See how he went after that vengeance? He could not wait for his friend to get his just due. Well, word got back to that servant's lord, that unforgiving servant, about what happened, and that servant was called back. 
and called out on his lack of pity and compassion. After that, the scriptures say he was delivered to the tormentors until the debt was paid. Now remember, that debt was impossible to repay. Impossible. So what that's saying is, is that once he was delivered to the tormentors, he wasn't coming back. Jesus ends the parable with these words. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you if you do not forgive from your heart everyone his brother their trespasses. And again, that's Matthew chapter 18 and that verse was 35. So in other words, we do countless things to offend God, yet he has compassion mercy and forgiveness on us. Imagine if he punished us the moment and every time we messed up. Man, I know that I'd be delivered to the tormentors just like that servant, never to be seen or heard from again. So if we look at it that way, with God's help, we'll need to exercise compassion mercy, and forgiveness as well. And if we ask the Lord to help us with that, he'll actually do it. Ask me how I know. Yep, he's done it for me. All right, and point number three, confront as directed. Now, in the event, BCU family, that an incident does need to be escalated or as the Lord is leading you to confront the issue, which you certainly can do if he's telling you to do that, it can be done in a way that gets the situation resolved. God is glorified and you don't lose your cool or your witness. Nehemiah had to confront leaders who were wrongly taking advantage of their brethren. And this comes from Nehemiah chapter five. After calming down, because Nehemiah was angry, the scriptures say, and he thought it over, Nehemiah rebuked the leaders, called them to a meeting, and explained to the leaders why they were acting irresponsibly. Nehemiah five and eight says, and they, meaning the leaders, held their peace and found nothing to answer. They couldn't say anything because Nehemiah was telling the truth. In fact, the leaders gave back what it was that they took and they praised God afterward. Now you can read about that in Nehemiah chapter five. Also, do know that we have our study going on for Nehemiah and that's gonna be coming up in a podcast soon, so stay tuned. So bottom line is with Nehemiah is that he handled the situation that God wanted him to. He didn't jump the gun. He didn't get in their faces. He didn't lay them out. He didn't retaliate in any sort of way. He did things the way that God required him to, and he was successful. If we do things God's way, we will always be successful. We will always be victorious. And you know why? Because his ways are perfect. 
Psalm 18 and 30 reminds us of that very fact. Ooh, BCU family. That was a bitter pill to swallow. Oh my goodness. I have to say that I wrestle with getting into my feelings more often than I would like to in this area. When we think about it though, that need to want to retaliate is really a form of pride. The pride of life to be exact. And that deadly pride, that comes from the world rather than from the Father, as 1 John 2 and 16 says. The world and our flesh tells us that we need to retaliate in tongue and in deed so whoever we're dealing with knows not to mess with us or they'll think twice about how they treat people. In essence, if we go at them the wrong way, it will likely embarrass the person. It may enrage them to clap back on you. Then you've got to, you know, go back and retaliate on them and now becomes this duel. And while that duel may provide entertainment for the onlookers and temporary satisfaction for your flesh, as that adrenaline wears off, you've ruined your witness. You'll realize that, that you've ruined your witness for Christ and now may have to reap the consequences of deliberately walking outside the word of God. I tell you, BCU family, is retaliation and pride, is it worth all of that? Nay, nay, I say. So why don't we, with the help of the Lord, ask God to bless us to be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Because the wrath of man, it just does not work the righteousness of God. And that's found in James chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. So BCU family, our question of the week is, what area or areas of your life will you apply Luke chapter 6, verse 31 to? Is it, you know, going to the store? Is it dealing with your kid's school? Is it dealing with a spouse, a friend? You know, what areas are you going to apply this scripture to and be victorious in? Please head on over if you're not already here to blendcouragesyou.com and leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. As a reminder, if you have not subscribed to BlaineCouragesYou.com, please do so. It's a great day to do that. It's free and it's a great place to get encouragement, inspiration, and information based on the Word of God. Additionally, you can also see what we're up to on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. And finally, you can listen in and subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and on iTunes. So BCU family, as we get ready to wrap up, Lord will join us back here next time where we're going to continue talking through some of the lessons that we learned in 2016. Definitely appreciate each and every one of you for stopping by. We know you've got a choice. 
when it comes to getting your encouragement and you came here and we definitely praise God for you. So until we meet again, may God bless you, keep you and make his face to shine upon you as you stay on the wall. We'll see you next time.